0: That's R-E-X-M-D dot com.
1: All right, welcome to the show. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you on Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. Uh, so much going on in the world of football. You almost can't sort of keep it together Um It is really, really interesting what's going on with the situation with Russia and Ukraine and what the knock-on effect is in terms of the Premier League. A couple of pieces of news we're going to talk about after the break. I am going to focus in on this show on a piece that was written by Simon Jordan, uh, who is, amongst other things, a former... Manager of Crystal Palace talking about Roman Abramovich's uh, um, ownership of Chelsea Football Club, and he says it's one of the worst things ever to happen to English football. So I want to talk about Simon Jordan's position on this, give you my position on this, and um, love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter at Nikiba, N I C K G E B E R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um, I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 AM on the East Coast. I would love to hear from you. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital channels, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, Uh, welcome to the show. And you can catch the show as soon as it's over. On our podcast network, if you miss any of it, uh, go to the Believe B-L-E-A-V network or anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, (coughs) Spotify, you can get it there. Just search World Soccer Radio. So that's a little bit of the housekeeping. We do have a lot to get to. Champions League, obviously, this week, this is a Champions League week. We're going to talk about the Champions League and what it means. Huge, huge, huge issues at PSG. Let's talk about that. Uh, as PSG look to potentially kind of come apart at the conclusion of the World Cup. So much to get to. Once again, Twitter, at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, Facebook facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Need to hear from you about all of these stories. Um, Just announced the Premier League suspending its broadcast deal with Russia which is very interesting because the Chinese government recently suspended Premier League broadcasts inside of China because of the in-stadium statements of solidarity with Ukraine. Fascinating stuff, football and politics. They say they're supposed to be separated, but you know they're not. We'll be right back after this on Soccer Radio.
2: No offense,
3: but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror?
2: Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back
3: guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to BodySculpt.
4: Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332 800-738-5332 800-738-5332 That's 800-738-5332
3: I
5: need four more of the biscuit carnitas, two burnt end platters. three. The 4%. kitchen at Kai's barbecue is firing on
3: all cylinders. Greg, help me bring this to the pickup counter. He
5: needs food runners who can hit the ground quickly. 86 on the chicken and we're short staffed. Let's pick it up. Indeed can help him hire great people fast.
3: I need Indeed.
5: Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: If I'm going to work from my home office, I need my home office to work for me.
4: It's possible
3: at Staples. To be most productive, my home office needs to have everything my office office has. Also possible because your local Staples store has the tools, tech, and furniture you need to get work done from home. And right now, you can save up to $100 on select chairs to put the finishing touch on your home office. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 3-5, in-store only, while supplies last.
1: Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. And with COVID, still a thing, still a big thing that's killing a lot of people, but not the focus of our, singular focus of our attention anymore these days. All the sports leagues have been roaring back. Of course, we just had the Super Bowl back in, when was it, February? So the NFL and gridiron football kind of receded in our mind. Basketball's going on full steam, though, both pro and college hoops going on, as well as hockey. And for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and whatever you need, all the way to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% bonus. 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV to get started, folks. That is like winning immediately. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, all the way to all of the football. I'm not talking gridiron football. I'm talking the global football that you might want, whether it's the Premier League, Liga, Serie A, La Liga, the Bundesliga, Major League Soccer, the Champions League, the Europa League, all the FIFA tournaments. And of course, we have a World Cup coming up. Bet online is it, as well as they have your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Bet Online, your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Once again, head over to the website. Head over to the website, betonline.com. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use a promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, promo code BELIEVE. And I think I might have given you... Uh, it's betonline.ag. You'll excuse me, betonline.ag. All right, we are presented by Bet Online. Speaking of betting online, um, I, I didn't actually have a chance yet to go through my weekend Premier League picks with you, because uh, of course the Premier League long over for the weekend, and um, kind of look at how I did. And I'm just looking to see if I have those picks anywhere. Off? Did I chuck them out already? Uh, did I did quite well on 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 some of them? I would say. And on other ones, uh, left a bit, uh, uh, definitely was left uh, a bit wanting. Um, some of the results over the weekend were fascinating, by the way. Because in, in terms of the relegation battle in the Premier League, it is definitely in full effect. I mean, Norwich, we know they're done. They're just so awful, okay? I mean, Norwich are not going to stay in the league. There's no doubt about that. They have won, what, two, four games all season? 18 losses on the season, which is just appalling, right? They have conceded 58 goals in 27 games. And their next match is against Chelsea Football Club. Norwich losing over the weekend to Brentford 3-1. As I predicted, Brentford would win, and they did indeed win. And I I apologize. I, I can't seem to find my predictions... As I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm looking around, which is really really bad radio. I know, uh, so I'll do my best not to disappoint you this way. In the oh, there they are, there we go, right here. All right, I found them. So you'll excuse me. All right, let's get to it then. Let's look and see how I did on my patented Premier League pundits previews, picks, and prognostications uh, from the weekend. Uh, okay, so let's start, shall we, uh, with um, Southampton. No, oh, this is the old one. That's february twenty fifth. Never mind. These are old. Guys, you can't you, you can't do this to me. I'm trying to tell everybody how I did. Alright, well I'll remember how I did. Um Leicester Leeds, I think I had Leicester winning that one. Villa Southampton. I had Villa beating Southampton. No, I had a draw on that one, so I was wrong. I had Chelsea over Burnley, that's the way it came out. I had Newcastle over Brighton. They did indeed come out over Brighton. Norwich Brentford, I had Brentford over Norwich. Wolves Palace, I had a draw. And um, these are the games, by the way, from the fifth. And I had Liverpool over West Ham, although I didn't predict the 1-0 scoreline. Uh, City over United, I had a draw, and actually City won that one. Uh, Watford, Arsenal, I had Arsenal, but I wasn't expecting a 3-2 scoreline even at Vicarage Road. And for the final match, I had Spurs over Everton, but if I told you I had a 5-0 scoreline, uh, I am lying. Everton are in real trouble this is a team that is struggling mightily a combination of bad signings lack of chemistry lack of identity I would say they were too quick to blame the manager Rafa Benitos has brought in but you know you can't you can't just turn around a team that has conceded 46 goals overnight They're just awful, and they are in a relegation battle. Albeit they have a game in hand on Burnley, they have two games in hand on Watford and Norwich. They are just woeful. Now, they have a huge match coming up against Wolves, and Wolves stinking it up of late, actually, on a three-match losing streak. But this relegation battle is fascinating. The teams currently in the relegation battle are, for me, Leeds, Everton, and Burnley. Although Nick Webster, I know, thinks that Brentford are going to somehow by the end of the season and the next 10 games going to concede enough points to get down into the relegation zone. I don't think I, I don't necessarily agree with him. The problem I have when I look at Burnley, for example, and they have two games in hand on Brentford, Brentford has 28 games played, is that Burnley are just not able to score any goals. They are the second lowest goal-scoring team in the league, second only to Norwich. <laughs> that doesn't bode well. No matter how many games in hand they have, you know what? We'll take over the next few days. We'll take a look at the odds on the relegation situation in the Premier League, and uh, we'll we'll figure out you know where's the best place maybe to put a little money on that if that's what you're interested in doing. Uh, but certainly. Um, certainly uh, is is having um okay is, is happening all right so uh those were kind of what happened over the week and then of course we had champions league and uh well what was up with liverpool and that um i just thought that they looked really really poor in their loss in the <coughs> excuse me in their last midweek to inter milan they lost one nil uh, Lautaro Martinez is really fabulous, by the way. He's a great Argentinian player. Uh, you know, he is definitely a star of the future. I'm not sure much, sure much, how much longer he will be at Inter Milan for, um, but um, he scored a beautiful goal. Liverpool still advancing though, as they won the the tie on aggregate. You know, even though they lost at Anfield, I wonder if that, you know, do do, do home losses when you're playing a home and a leg the home and away leg, do they really count as losses even if you win the tie? That's the question. If so, it's the first home defeat for Liverpool in an awfully long time, in like a year. And you combine that with their kind of tepid performance against West Ham over the weekend, and I wonder, I just wonder what where we're going with it, right? Now, next up, they do play Brighton. Uh, it's away. And Brighton, you know, um, for as poor of a team as Brighton can be at times, they can also be decent at times, although they have lost four in a row. So we'll uh, uh, agree that it's not looking good for Brighton. But, you know, I wouldn't put a draw out of reach for them. Liverpool are just not playing with their usual finishing. And for a team that scored uh, 71 goals in the season, top-scoring team in the league so far... um, They need to be putting them away. Now, defensively, they're fabulous. There's only two teams that have better defensive records, and that's Manchester City and Chelsea, and that's only by two goals. I mean, Chelsea haven't scored anywhere near the amount of goals. There's 17 less goals than Liverpool. All right, have to go to break. When we come back, let's start talking about this piece that Simon Jordan wrote. Uh, I'd love to get your take on it. This is World Soccer Radio.
5: to
1: Alright, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by line. Nick Eber with you here uh, this midweek. Uh, lots to get to, lots to talk about. We're going to get and talk about it all. But I have to ask you, is there something right now that is preventing you from achieving your goal? What is a fear interfering with your happiness? If something's just not quite right, or uh, if you think you need that extra hand up, check out betterhelp.com worldsoccer. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed therapist, You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's really convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. No, you know, three-month wait for an appointment. Look, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with them. You can do all of this without having to have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. They have counselors specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. Look, here's here's the offer. I want you to start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com at betterhelp.com slash worldsoccer. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's better, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com slash worldsoccer. Okay, um... We're going to talk about the Simon Jordan piece here in just a sec, because I think it begs and brings up some real issues that are worthy of discussion. In the meantime, I wanted to discuss a couple of other stories going on, uh, namely the fact that the Premier League has suspended its broadcast deal with Russia. That is important. Because last week, the Chinese government suspended this last weekend's matches, the broadcast within China of these matches, because of the unilateral visual and vocal displays of support by both teams and supporters for Ukraine in its battle against Russia. What's interesting about this isn't so much the fact that, you know, Russia's been suspended or what have you, or the broadcast rights. What's interesting is, you know, China was seen or is seen as an emerging financial powerhouse in the world of sports. The Premier League has booked large amounts of money in their deals with China. But I think what we're going to find... Is a r- reluctance now to expose oneself to that level of financial dependency to regimes that are not free, that are authoritarian, that are autocr- autocracies, that may make political decisions that become very, very unpopular with your prime constituency, which is the global fan base, as opposed to just a fan base in Russia or just a fan base in China, which is quite frankly much more important than Russia. So, In some ways, I think that this move by China is a big mistake and will backfire enormously. We'll have to wait and see. Another big story has been the resurgence, the resurgence of Newcastle United. Folks, uh, it wasn't long ago that we were looking at Newcastle United and shaking shaking our collective heads. Their first game was not won until the 4th of December <coughs> when they beat Burnley at home. And it was not until... And, and, and they were 19th. They were dead second to dead bottom of the league. And I think they were actually tied on points at that point with uh, Norwich in the middle of January. Since that time... They have gone unbeaten in six matches, and they've won five of them. They now have 28 points. They're well clear of the drop zone. And the Saudi ownership is now starting to look around for tactical and strategic signings that they can make, both to improve the team for the now and also to build the team for the future. Uh, They are interested in terms of the now in going off to Antonio Rüdiger at Chelsea when his contract expires at the end of the season. He is 29. This is a player for the now and not a player for the future. United, supposedly, are also after him. So it'll be interesting because if I'm Rüdiger, I'm wondering, do I go to United where there's all these issues about who the manager's going to be? And quite frankly, I mean, the discussion of United after the derby this, this, um, this last weekend was absolutely... Shocking, right? I mean, their form was appalling, was it not? Did you did you watch the game? Uh, all I can tell you is that United were an absolute shadow of themselves. And if you're a United supporter, and I thank God that I am not every day, you would be really, really upset right now. So why would a guy like Rudiger go to kind of finish out his English career? He's probably got one more contract under his belt. Why would he go to United versus an up-and-comer like Newcastle, who you know are going to start to get stacked with some young talent? Speaking of young talent, Jurgen Klopp apparently looking to sign Jude Bellingham from uh, Borussia Dortmund. And again, Jude Bellingham, 18-year-old England international midfielder. Supreme talent. Supreme talent would be just the profile of player that Liverpool like to get. Although, they would have liked to have got him, I think, last year uh, when he was maybe worth a little bit less. But we'll see. That would be a huge addition. Um, looks like Cristiano Ronaldo's on his way out of United over the uh, over the summer. There is apparently a no-Champions League, no-sticky-aroundy clause uh, for him. And I think right now, the way that United look, Champions League football uh, is really, uh, really questionable. If you look, for example, at... Arsenal and how strong they have been since the uh, middle of December, or early December, where they have lost only one game in uh, 10, and also currently are now fourth in the table. They have three games in hand on United. It's not looking good for United, folks. And Tottenham and you know, Harry Kane is, is on fire. Who would have thought they'd have beaten Everton five goals to nil? So I I think the pressure's on United. I I don't, it's really, I mean, this fourth spot in the Premier League is really contested. And I tell you, if if Chelsea drop another game soon, they could potentially have that position up for grabs as well, although they play Norwich next, so you can be very sure they're not going to drop points at Carroll Road. That fourth spot is the one in contention, and right now I would say three games in hand on United, three games in hand on West Ham United, on Man United, three games on West Ham United, two games in, a game in hand on Tottenham, two games in hands on Wolves. Those are all the teams below them, and Arsenal have a point more than both United and West Ham. Um, Arsenal play Leicester City next. The bad news for Leicester City is that Jamie Vardy is injured again, and I think that is going to present real, real trouble for them. They are not in danger of the relegation zone, for sure. But uh, in terms of playing Arsenal next, Arsenal are on a roll, and even though uh, uh, Leicester have won two games in a row, away at Turf Moor and at home against Leeds... I just don't see them. I don't see them beating Arsenal, who are really on fire at this moment. So that fourth spot—could it be a Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal four? Kind of the old school, without United being in that in that group. And when we talk about old school, I'm kind of setting up for the next segment here. By the way, you know, Man City and Chelsea really weren't in that equation for an awfully long time. Man City really stopped uh, only really became a modern thing in the game of Premier League football and I say Premier League football you know you know why right once they were taken over by city football group and the was it qatari owners not qatari excuse me abu dhabi Because before then, you know, City were just a sort of kind of struggler. They were always living in the shadow of their neighbors, Manchester United. But that investment came in, things changed. And I will say this, I think the investment that they made at City was exceptionally, exceptionally good. Man City won the uh, first division, last one, the first division, Premier League division. Obviously, it wasn't Premier League back then, uh, prior to the City Football Group takeover back in 1967. But all of a sudden, City uh, Group come in, they ingest money, City, they get Pep Guardiola, and they are Champions 11-12, 13-14, 17-18, 18-19, 20 21. They win the top flight five years.
4: My sign is a potential customer's first impression, so it needs to be perfect.
3: It's possible at Staples. There are four other bakeries within five blocks of here. My shop needs to stand out. Also possible. With Staples Print and Marketing Services, small businesses can print big with wide format signs and banners. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Create your sign at Staples. The Working and Learning Store ends 326. Visit staples.com slash signage for details.
0: Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports specific packages from the nfl to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the european tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book for a highly skilled reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only beating the books at their own game Visit AgainstTheNumber.com That's against the number.com.
3: Okay, so we got the chorizo dumplings, the cucumber empanadas.
5: Sara's food truck is popping off.
3: Come
1: on, guys, let's pick it up. All right, but well, if let's let's let's
5: she doesn't find a new on. chef, her truck will be stuck.
1: Carl quit this morning, so Jessica, I'm going to need you on the fryer.
5: Indeed can help her hire great people fast.
1: I need Indeed.
5: Indeed, you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: This report is sponsored by IBM. Call for Code brings together the world's software developers and problem solvers to take on pressing societal issues using advanced technologies to create cutting-edge solutions. Call for Code founding partner IBM and its creator, David Clark Cause, have named Water as winner of the initiative's fourth annual global challenge. The Water sensor and analytics platform was created to combat water quality related deaths in rural areas. The India-based team will receive $200,000 and support to incubate, test and deploy their solution with the IBM Service Corps and the Linux Foundation. Ruth Davis, Director, Call for
0: Code.
2: Call for Code now reaches more than 500,000 innovators across 180 nations, and we see its impact on the ground in local communities. We are excited to work with this year's Global Challenge winner, SAF Water, to deploy a solution that could help provide people with the information they need to address water-caused illnesses.
3: To learn more, visit callforcode.org.
1: All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the uh, Champions League match today between uh, Real Madrid and PSG at the Bernabeu. Um, uh, You know, it was an incredible game of football, and Real Madrid eliminate PSG. PSG are done, they're finished, they're out of the Champions League another year of disappointment for them, and you will see this team get sold. Trust me. And this is all moving to the discussion I wanted to have that I told you we were going to have, this segment about Simon Jordan talking about Chelsea. Because Chelsea, PSG, Manchester City, all kind of in that same vein in a degree, Newcastle United maybe as well. What is that discussion point? The discussion point is that these are all teams that were taken over by a very large, by an individual or a group that is willing to put an unlimited amount of money into that team. Chelsea Football Club and Roman Abramovich, some 20 years ago, started it. And, you know, if you forget, lest we forget, Roman Abramovich bought Chelsea from Ken Bates, for £140 million at the point that Chelsea was essentially looking at bankruptcy. I mean, Bates purchased Chelsea for £1 back in 1982. So, look, Abramovich came in and he poured... Enormous amounts of money into Chelsea. Some billions of dollars, right? Of which Chelsea owes him $2 billion. So, since 2003... Chelsea have developed the academy. They developed Stamford Bridge as best they can. I say as best they can because if you've been to Stamford Bridge, you know it's it's right in the middle. It's right. I mean, it's right in the middle of a very very tight area. He's taken the Chelsea brand. He's making it an international brand. They built the Cobham, the training ground in Cobham. Uh, Eighteen trophies under his tutelage and ownership. Two Champions League, two Europa leagues, two super cups, Premier League five times, five FA cups. So look, I mean the list goes on. So yeah, Roman is a Russian oligarch. Now he, you know, he may well be, uh, you know, have the the right ear or an ear of the great Satan himself, Vladimir Putin. Very possible. And he has decided, because he is trying to head off any potential sanctions, that he'll sell the club because he doesn't want it taken from him if he's sanctioned. Now, he has not been sanctioned as of yet. Just to be absolutely clear, Roma Mabramovic is not on the sanction list, which is why I'm shocked to read Simon Jordan. Who is a full uh, former Crystal Palace manager, professional player, obviously, probably Palace owner? Uh, did I say manager? I'm an owner. Excuse me. Saying that Roma Mavromavvitch is one of the worst things to happen to English football, and you, know, I, I absolutely disagree. I think the worst thing to happen to football is what happened in, in, with PSG, with the Qataris coming in, buying a club. You know, we all know why they bought the club, right? It's to raise their profile for the World Cup. We're going to talk about it in a minute. But Roman Abramovich has been there 20 years, has invested billions of pounds in the club, has built the club from a nothing club. Not that Chelsea are a nothing club, uh, so uh, no disrespect to Chelsea fans. Uh, But, you know, he has built them into a global powerhouse, which, quite frankly, they never were. And so what's Simon Jordan, the former owner of Crystal Palace, whining about? The impact that Bramovich has had on English football. In other words, what he's claiming is hyperinflation. He says, oh yeah, they broke up the duopoly of Man United and Arsenal. Well, yeah, they did, absolutely. And, and that's a good thing, because now what you have is all this money coming into the game, and yeah, the game is now requiring of deeper-pocketed owners to make it work properly. So maybe Simon Jordan wouldn't be buying a club again, because maybe he just can't afford one, and that shouldn't make him resentful. He claims that the league was on the trajectory regardless. I don't believe him. The Premier League has gone from one of Europe's great leagues to Europe's great league, and that's because of the investment of people like Roman Abramovich and others. The only issue I have is that you know once you let the fox in the henhouse, Abramovich was the fox that got in. Uh, you know the uh, uh, the the guys that own uh, a man uh, City City Financial Group. Um, has uh got in um you know once you've let the uh, the uh, massively wealthy guys in they wanted to slam the door behind them so that no one else could come in with financial fair play now that you know that i definitely disagree with okay if one person, one club can do it, two clubs can do it, well then, you know, why not three clubs or four clubs or five clubs? And we're seeing that now. I mean, it doesn't take the ownership of Abu Dhabi. It doesn't, shouldn't take the ownership of a Russian oligarch. I don't think Roman Abramovich has been bad for British football, English football. I think Roman Abramovich has provided the impetus and the competition by which the league has elevated itself to the world's Premier League. And that is not a bad thing. Now, it may be time for Abramovich to get out for whatever reasons. But to try to say that the league would be where it is today based on its own trajectory without Abramovich's input and Abramovich starting the, you know, the rush to of well-heeled owners to take over clubs, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. You know what? You are gonna you would have had more Ken Bates in there along the way, right? So, I don't buy that. And look at PSG. No matter how much money the Qataris pour into PSG, no matter how many Neymars, no matter how many Mbappes, no matter how many messies they bring in, They still can't win the Champions League. I mean, that is a league, the French League, that really seems to have no restrictions on how much money they can plow in there. So I don't buy Simon Jordan's complaints. They sound a little like sour grapes to me. And I hear this over and over again. I mean, you also you you also hear it amongst, if you remember, oh Chelsea, Chelsea are buying the league, right? Well, isn't that ultimately what happens? It doesn't take a phone, mobile phone magnet to tell you that he can't keep up with the Roman Abramoviches of the world. I mean. What's interesting about Simon Jordan is, as I mentioned, is he was a footballer. I mean, he didn't go professional, but he was a, he was a young kid. He was in the uh, both the Chelsea and the Crystal Palace systems. But I don't buy it. It's sour grapes. And essentially, take a look, as I said, at PSG. And we're going to see this with Newcastle, by the way. I mean, Newcastle are coming in. Their owners are coming in. The Saudi Investment Fund, they are the most well-heeled, richest football team on the planet. Um, they are not going to be able to to just buy their way to the top. Because you have other, other teams in there that are going to have something to say. Manchester City, Liverpool, Manchester United agree. Because much as United supporters want to bitch and whine about the Glazers, the Glazers have made ginormous investments in players. Just they haven't done it that wisely, but they have, they made huge investments in players. So that's sour grapes. The Premier League is where the Premier League is. Roman Abramovich's legacy, I think, will be a positive one. I think Roman Abramovich, I'm going to take the opposite tack to Simon Jordan, I think Roman Abramovich is... very much responsible for a lot of the success that the Premier League has had in surpassing the other leading leagues of Europe. Because he has driven those teams around him to elevate themselves, to sign better players, and to really make an impact in the league. And that, my friends, that is Roman Abramovich. And as for PSG, I've been telling you on this show, month after month, this is it for them. The Qatari owners are going to divest themselves of PSG as soon as the World Cup is over. By next summer, PSG will have been sold or will be up for sale. That experiment is over. You cannot build a a, 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 a global powerhouse in a league that is not competitive hello major league soccer that should be a lesson for you to look and to understand all right well soccer radio on the sports byline broadcast network i'm with you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern time then again midnight pacific 3 a.m. on the east coast look i'd love to hear from you i mean what do you think about this Send me a tweet, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash WorldSoc Radio. By the way, not a dig on Simon Jordan as a person. He's actually a very impressive guy. Self-made guy, right? But I don't agree with him. Do you? What is Roman Abramovich's legacy to you? Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Folks, watch the space in Paris. This is a massive, massive letdown for PSG. This loss in the Champions League. And by the way, how epic was Vinicius Junior? How epic was Luka Modric? I don't think Real Madrid are going to win the Champions League, by the way. But... This is what I predicted. I thought PSG were going to go out. They are out, uh, and I think the reverberations and the shock will be felt around Paris for some time to come. All right, World Soccer Radio, Nick Gieber with you here. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and be right back to wrap it up here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and SiriusXM, as well as iHeartRadio in the award-winning SiriusXM app, and get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search World Soccer Radio or head over to the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-B.
2: Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full
4: 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789.
0: I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm
2: really worried about him
1: All right, folks, not a lot of time left. World Soccer Radio, just a couple of minutes left. I wanted to give you my pick, picks for tomorrow's Premier League matches. Wolves and Watford at the Molyneux. I'm going to go with Wolves, minus 115. Again, all odds courtesy. Again, I didn't tell you this before. All odds here courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. Uh, Southampton, Newcastle. I'm going to take a draw on this one, at plus 270 norwich chelsea at carrow road i have to take chelsea minus 350 and aston villa leads that's a tough one isn't it aston villa leads hmm what do you guys think aston villa two wins in a row beating brighton beating southampton leeds united mm. okay i'm going to take villa i'm going to take villa at plus 165 by the way Villa plus 165, Leeds are plus 165, so there you have it, uh, <laughs> identical. No one's quite sure who's going to win this one, uh, but I am definitely going to take uh, Leeds United. So in a quick recap, I'm going to take um, Wolves over Watford, I'm going to take Newcastle, Southampton a draw, I'm going to take Chelsea away at Carrow Road over Norwich, and I'm going to take uh, Aston Villa, Stephen Gerrard over Leeds. There are my picks.'ll be fun. Let's get on the air after these games tomorrow and have a chat about them. see how we did with our picks. but uh, kind of interesting uh, you know it's, it's fun as we get down to it, and some of these makeup games get made up, and we start to even out, particularly as we really only have about ten games left in the Premier League season. Well, listen, it is always a lot of fun doing this show. I couldn't do it without all of the fine folks at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network or Sirius XM or the Believe Podcast, Believe Network. So please check them out. And also our title sponsor, BetOnline.ag. This show doesn't happen without them. So really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. Let's chat tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh check out the podcast right after the show wherever you get your podcast just search World Soccer Radio till then cheers have a, a great evening enjoy the football tomorrow